Hey everyone, this is Harriet Westmore with the More Wine and Music podcast, the podcast where we take a deep dive in the lives and careers of some of the most influential musicians of the 26th, of the 20th century. Um, and today we are going to be discussing um, the 1960s girl group, the Ronettes. This is season four, episode number two. But before we get into it, I wanted to take time to ask everyone who is listening on the YouTube to hit that like and subscribe button and also um, check out the other podcasts that I've had. Um, the one before that was about the Marcel. So I, I really want everybody to kind of um, please hit that like and subscribe. And, and it's a part of my podcast name, More Wine and Music. I'm going to uh, share the wine that I am now drinking for this evening and it's a Pinot Noir uh, wine. I'm more prone to the reds um, as opposed to whites even though I do like white wine don't get me wrong I just I don't know for some reason I always go back to um, more of the reds um, and this is Chalkstone um, Pinot Noir wine that I am drinking for this podcast. All right, so let's get started. The Ronettes. All right, the girl group was formed as the Ronettes were consisted of two sisters. They came out of New York City in Harlem, um, and that was Veronica and Estelle Bennett, along with their cousin, Nedra Talley. And they were heavily influenced by the um, doo-wop and the R&B music that was going on in that era. And it was in the like late fifties and into, you know, into the sixties. In 1961, the group was discovered by record producer, Phil Spector, while performing at a talent show at the Peppermint Lounge. Spector was impressed with their performance and Simon signed them to his label, which was called Philly's Records. Under Spectre's guidance, the Ronettes developed a distinct sound that combined the harmonies of the girls' group with Spectre's song, Wall of Sound, production technique, which involved layering multiple instruments and vocals to create a dense, rich sound. So he was kind of ahead of his time because he had the ability um, to layer multiple instruments with their vocals and with that combination you know their sound came out really rich and really dense the their biggest hit where i think everybody you know including myself um if you mention the word um the, uh, the group ronettes the only song that i know um, and I think everybody recognized is the song Be My Baby. And that was released in 1963. The song was written by Jeff Barry, Ellie Greenwich, and Phil Spector. And it became a massive hit. Um, again, the song's distinctive drum intro into the girls' group, Smooth Harmonies, have made it a classic. But, you know, there's success didn't stop there. They continued to release a string of hits, including Baby, I Love You, Walking in the Rain, and Do I Love You. 
all of the features group signature with their sound and style. They were known for their glamorous look and their onstage presence. They often wore beehive hairstyles, heavy eye makeup, and matching outfits, which helped to solidify their status as one of the most fashionable groups of the time. Um, unfortunately, I don't know why, but I, I think because other groups were coming in at that time when they were out, um, their career was short-lived and, you know, I don't, I don't understand, um, because they were a, you know, glamorous style girl group. Uh, maybe, you know, in the early sixties, I think more, they were, they were heavy into the competition of other groups that were coming out at the time. And so they're, they're, group didn't last long. I don't, you know, again, it's kind of a mystery to me as to why it could be other factors. I know, um, Ronnie, Veronica, you know, or Ronnie as you know, we all know her, you know, when she became involved with Phil Spector, maybe that might've changed the whole dynamic of the, um, of the group itself, which I'm going to go into in just a bit. But, um, in 1966, they the group itself pretty much disbanded, and um, each of the members, her sister and her cousin, they kind of went on off on their own into their own careers. Um, Ronnie Veronica, you know, she got involved with um, Phil Spector. She continued to perform and record music with his like say goodbye to Hollywood and you can't put your arms around a memory. And uh, like I said, she went ahead and married Phil Spector. And we all know that their marriage was um, a tumultuous one. They met, like I said, because she he was the one who pretty much discovered them and recorded them in the early 60s. And at first, Ronnie was enamored with Phil's genius and was a thrill to work with him. However, over the time, their relationship became increasingly volatile. You know, Phil was known for his controlling behavior and he exerted his influence over every aspect of the Ronettes career, which is probably maybe the one of the reasons why they broke up because of Phil's just, I don't know. I don't know even how to say it other than he was just weird. Um, but he did put out music. He knew how to produce. He can produce hits. But personality-wise, just something was not all the way there with him mentally. The two became um, romantically involved, and they eventually got married in 1968. Phil was um, known to be abusive, both physically and emotionally, and he often, you know, let um, he also he was so controlling to where Ronnie could not leave out of that house, out of their home. She felt trapped in her, in, in the relationship and in the home. He was very, very, uh, 
controlling. And she often described like feeling like she was a prisoner um, in her own home. And, um, you know, he has recounted times to where Phil would actually threaten her if she would try to leave him or leave out of the house. She couldn't even leave out of the house and he would, you know, go into this rage and, and um, threaten her. So, um, but, you know, despite of all of that was going on, she continued to work with him on various projects, including the album, Phil um, Spector's Christmas Gift for You, and the hit song, You Lost That Loving Feeling, which he produced for the Righteous Brothers. In um, between 68 and, and in 1972, she finally found the strength to leave Phil and file for divorce. And um, since then, since that time, she has spoken out about her story and about all the things that she had to endure while um, being um, married to um, Phil Spector. So she has became an um, advocate for domestic violence and um, abuse. She also has a um, a book out. Um, there was a book out called Be My Baby, which was a memoir by Ronnie Spector. So um, if anyone is interested in um, learning more of the details about the Ronettes, the group, and about Ronnie herself and what she had to go through in her marriage with Phil Spector, you know, it's, you know, I would suggest you read that book. Um. In 2007, the Ronettes were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, recognizing their um, impact on popular music back then in the 60s. The story itself of the Ronettes is very short um, because, I, again, they didn't really laugh long, but they did make an impact on their fashion style, um, the way they sang, their their tone, um, their music was an impression and um, it did was part of the 60s era even though you know it was very short-lived so um very short podcast very short one of my short shorter um podcasts um because there wasn't much more you can say about the Ronettes but it was very interesting and like I said we all know um, the about the story about her and her relationship with Phil Spector. And we all know about what happened to him later on. He was accused of, of murder. I think um, someone, uh, another female that he uh, pretty much held hostage in, in his mansion, in his, you know, dungeon or, or I don't know. He, he was just a weird man. I, I don't know what to say. Um, she ended up dead. This, this other young lady ended up dead and he, you know, he was found guilty and I think he died. I think I just read somewhere. He, he just passed away and I think it was January of 2021. So he just recently um, within the last two years passed away. Um, and he was, I think died in prison. So that is the story of the Ronette. Um, please hit that again. Please hit the like and subscribe button. Um, I will continue to bring more 
uh, backstories of the 1960s um, for this season, for season four. Also, um, if you have any particular uh, group or singer that you would like for me to uh, talk about, please, you can go on my website at www.morewineandmusic.com and leave me a, a message and I'll make sure that I will respond. So you guys, that's it. So I will talk to you soon for episode number three. I'm not sure who I'm going to have. I don't know. Um, I tried to uh, profile uh, those who are not as well, who has made an impact in the music uh, genre, but um, not as uh, famous. But however, the 60s has so much going on in that whole decade that I will kind of be remiss if I don't talk about the sounds of Motown or the invasion of the British, the invasion of the Beatles and things like that. So I, I probably will include uh, that, even though everybody is well known, but it's still a major, major uh, influence and part of the 60s. So I would not, uh, it wouldn't be right if I don't, if I just don't even talk about that. So I will probably bring the story, not necessarily the the musicians or, or the artists themselves, but especially for Motown, it's just the Motown machine and the backstory of, of the, the label itself and how much of the influence and what came out of and who came out of that and Barry Gordy's vision of um, creating such a large um, machine that made such an impact on music even to this day. So as well as um, the British, so-called the British invasion um, and, and their impact of uh, the sounds of the 60s. So I probably will do um, some episodes about that. So you guys, that's it. I will talk with you soon and you guys stay care. Be blessed, take care, and I'll see you later. Bye.